Nine o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. Jamie on the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. Broncos yesterday getting the win against the Arizona Cardinals. Big game for Justin Simmons once again. Simmons with a couple of picks to lead the Bronco defense yesterday in that win over Arizona. Big third down here for the Broncos defense. Third and five. Trips wide side left. Single receiver. That is Hopkins. Split wide right with Sertan on him. Denver brings six. McCoy in the pocket. Throws a ball that is too high and picked off. That's Justin Simmons. Simmons at the 35. Heads to the west sideline. And Justin Simmons with the interception. His fourth of the season. His 25th of his career. And he heads down to the south end zone to celebrate with his teammates. By the way, he ties former Broncos safety Mike Harden for the third most interceptions by a Broncos player in his first seven seasons. Yeah, Mike Harden, a very underrated player, former Michigan player, ran alongside uh, Dennis Smith in that uh, Broncos back half of the secondary back in the 80s. A clip courtesy, of course, of 850 KOA Broncos Network. Game you heard right here on the team yesterday. Denver gets the win. I, you know, they went out and celebrated. I, I'm just when you're when you're a three win now four win football team. I don't know. It's still stupid. It still still seems silly to do that at this point in time. That's just, I guess my my takeaway on that. I even if you're the Eagles, thirteen and one. And you pick off a ball at, you know, your own 30. You run all the way down to the other end zone. 65, 70, 80 yards to get in front of the camera to have the team photo. And you bring in all 11 defensive players and then everybody off the bench. And now we're all waiting for you because your second string defensive lineman is struggling, but he's got to be in the team photo. This is stupid. Yeah, when when you're at least with the Eagles, okay, you're a 13 yeah. win team. I'm I'm okay with that. And you know but, me, I'm a bat flip celebrate guy. Just yeah. this looks stupid. Just just doesn't look great. Especially everybody, we're all we're going. We're all we're all we're going. going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But I guess if you're Justin Simmons, you can't encourage Josie Jewell to do it last week. Yeah, and, and then, then come back and be like, no, yeah, no, we're no, they they get some bad idea. Let's yeah. not let's not do it. All right, uh, Latavius Murray had a really good game yesterday. Touchdown, 130 yards for the Broncos, and that win over Arizona. And eight fifty KOA caught up with him after the game. Latavius, 24 carries, 130 yards. You had the touchdown. Uh, first downs just seemed to come super easy for you today. This was a great game. Tell me just your thoughts on, on how everything went offensively. Yeah, I think offensively, uh, you know, we started slow, but, um, you know, came out the second half, uh, you know, started running the ball, and I think that opened up the offense, obviously, moving the ball down the field, converting, uh, you know, first downs, um, you know, just uh, running the ball efficiently. So hats off to the guys up front. Um, you know, protecting, you know, blocking for the run, um, just all-around game, defense, special teams. Well, and speaking of the guys up front, Quinn Miners goes down, Tom goes out. Thankfully, Dalton was able to come back as a running back. I mean, how have you dealt with that even just this year? there's It doesn't seem like there's anybody left. I joked with Eric, and he said, I'm going to have to go in to tackle here pretty soon. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, this uh, 
it's a next man up mentality, but you know we obviously been 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 hit pretty hard with uh, you know injuries and you know some moving parts, especially in the, in the O line. So you know it's uh you know again hats off to those guys just uh, finding a way today, digging deep, um, you know, and still uh, being able to get that run game going, um, you know, protecting. Uh, just hats off to them. You know that's uh, not easy to do. All right, congratulations. Great to have back-to-back -back scoring drives and just to finally get a win. First one since October. It feels so good. That's that's what it's all about. You can't ever forget this feeling. Uh, enjoy it. You know, realize that it's hard to do. It's hard to win in this league, and that's why you got to really appreciate it. And, and let's go get another one. Two legitimate questions. Okay. Was Latavius Murray on the team the last time they won a game? The, he, was he on the he, team in, yeah, Jack, in London? Yeah, because remember he was with the Saints, scored a touchdown with the Saints in London. Broncos picked him up off the practice squad, okay. scored a touchdown in London. So, well, yes. Yeah. Now, the other question is, okay. has he met all five opening day starting offensive linemen? I'm going to say yes, probably somewhere along the line he has met them. But he's only played with like two of them. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say that probably somewhere he's... Like, yeah, yeah good job by those guys, most of whom I've never met. <laughs> that that guy, that what that one guy, that that one guy's from he's from yeah. Colorado, right? Oh, that man. one guy, he does Champ the beef commercials. There. That guy, Champ um, does a great job up front. Oh, and the other guy, Sport, Sport, Sport does a great job. Dude, dude's good. Dude, dude, dude on the end there, he's great. Dude's one of our best players. And he's, the he's guy, a dude. Guy. That's why we call him dude. And I love Guy and his and that yeah. other guy. That guy's great. Guy and Guy. Yeah. Guy there, Guy, the guards guy, Guy and Guy. Oh. It was like last week, Marlon Mack in the screen pass. He was being escorted by two guys he's probably never met before. Like, I only know that guy's name because <laughs> I was running behind him Wait for five yards. Same color jersey. Mm -hmm. I'm following them. Yeah. Don't know them? Hey, Rissner, like, what's your first name? <laughs> yeah, Dalton Rissner. He just met Natani Muti, and then he's now a Raider. I just figured out how to say his name, and he's gone. So anyway, the um, post-game press conference, by the way, yesterday, Hackett did say Russ will play, start and play Sunday, Sunday against the Rams. Well, that is that over. is that is that is definitive. Russ will be back on the field on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Broncos see. country, back to kicking field goals. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! But that Chiefs game, three touchdowns. Come on, don't don't be that guy. Oh, that's right. Jerry Judy's still playing, so don't be might that. Have to don't be that guy. I just uh, love the quarterback controversy. Right, ripping, winning games. Well, he won one. Okay, let's pump the brakes hey, on. He's five hundred on the season as winning, a starter. He won game. Okay, he won game. One. He's, he's one and one as the starter. He's the not other winning guys, games. Three and nine. He won a singular game. And congratulations to Brett Rippin. Third career start. Yeah. Gets gets the win. One guy's at fifty percent. The other guy's at twenty five percent. So he's Rips won what now? Two. He's won simple two. Math. Yeah, two he's, out of two out of three. Two out. Two out of three, make number one QB one right there, right? There you, there you go. All right, uh, before we do, uh, get into our prep recap of the weekend. Got a little uh, good, the bad, the ugly from Colin and Rifle, listening on the mobile app. Good morning, guys. Jim, how about just saying soccer's a boring sport for the most part? 
there are people that find baseball boring, and I love baseball. I'm not going to say soccer is boring. I just have never, I've just never really gotten into soccer. Loved watching my granddaughter play at Palisade when she played on the fire team. Really enjoyed that. And somebody might say, well, yeah, you never played the game, so how can you enjoy it? Well, I played one year at Grand Mesa U Soccer, like the first year they had it. We were all five. We played and, soccer at one point. And I was a little older than that. And I remember I was such a talented soccer player, my soccer coach asked me, hey, you're going to go play football next year, right? Because I was in fifth grade, and then sixth grade, you could play Mesa County Junior Football. It was mm-hmm. like the first year for that, too. And I go, yes, sir. He goes, that's probably a good place for you. Soccer is not your game. Appreciate the beautiful game. Appreciate the skill that it takes to play it. Just not not into World Cup. Just just not. Woohoo! Broncos win. Some sarcasm from Colin on that one. They beat a team that are losers. Also, still wonder what's going to happen. Hackett sounded like dead man walking in his interviews. Who would you like to see, in your personal opinion, take his place if he's out of here? Be very surprised if he's back next year. Uh, they, I will be too. You will be as well. Mm-hmm. I'm still leaning Frank Reich, a guy that a guy that's been a head coach in this league. Yeah, a guy that's offensive minded. Guy, you don't have to trade any draft picks for. Guy, yeah, guy, you don't have to trade draft picks for. I know that there are those in Broncos country that want something sexy. They they want Sean Payton. They want Denver to mm-hmm. try to find a way to trade for him. Lincoln Riley sounds really good to Mark Hisla. I, I just think that you want somebody that's been there, done that, had some success. Yes, got got fired yeah. in Indianapolis. It did not go well in Indianapolis. But the majority of his track record has been pretty good. And and they've got to stop the string of of hiring first-time head coaches. And they would continue with Lincoln Riley, who's mm-hmm. yes been a college head coach, but has never been a head coach in the National Football League. And who's to say Lincoln Riley wants to come to Denver and coach? Mm, Broncos, Trojans. Staying in L.A. Because you're soon going to the Big yeah, Ten. I, I, just don't, I just don't think you can make the assumption that Lincoln Riley wants, wants to coach in the NFL. For a lot of guys... It's lucrative to be a college football coach these days. Used to be, oh yeah, I've got to leave college to go to go, you know, make mm-hmm. my name in the NFL, make more money. Not the you don't case have to anymore. Do that anymore. No. Being a really successful college football coach gives you every bit as much cash in the bank account mm-hmm. and cachet in terms of notoriety right. as being a coach in the National well, Football League. We had League. people around here that would make the argument asinine as it was at the time it's even more so now that you mean guy used to be co-host on the show if you if, if you don't aspire to be an nfl head coach then what are you even doing coaching? well that was a clueless comment because look 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 at nick saban right went back to alabama or went back to the college right he was to alabama. two steps up on the alabama jet i'm not going to be the next coach at alabama essentially yeah when when that comment was made i was like really not not every coach wants to be in the NFL. Not every guy aspires to do that. And they died on that hill, and it was like not every guy that's a coach aspires to make it to the top level. Some some guys just love coaching high schoolers. Some guys love coaching college. 
D2 college, D3, whatever it is, some guys do want to go as high as they can possibly go. And 30 years ago, that was the NFL. That's not necessarily the case now. Yeah. I just think that that's that's not an immediate assumption anymore that every guy wants to coach the NFL. Didn't work out for Lou Holtz. Didn't work out for Steve Spurrier. Didn't work out for Saban. There have been plenty of guys. Urban Meyer, obviously disastrous with Urban Meyer. Not every guy wants, feels Mm. like I have to go there to fulfill my professional goals I've set. Who's the only one that, I mean, Jimmy Johnson? Is that still your standard bearer for for college coaches that Harbaugh. succeeded in the NFL? Okay, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Who's, who, where is he now? Yeah. Bad back coaching, in college. College, coaching college football. So, okay, so there's two. Yeah, Jimmy Harbaugh. Like Bud Wilkinson is one of the all-time great coaches, former Oklahoma coach. Did not do well at all coaching no. the St. Louis Cardinals in football. Barry Switzer took over a really good team. Yeah. When he had to build his own, it, they weren't very good. Pete Carroll? Uh, yeah. NFL guy went to but was an NFL coach. Right. Went to college. And then so it wasn't so he That's had a been, technicality, but yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, he could he could fit him into that conversation. But you know, so many guys try and fail. If you're Lincoln Riley, you're you're in tall cotton right now, man. You're you're in a really good spot coaching at USC. Why why would you why would you think about going someplace else? Why'd you go to Denver? Just to get fired in two years. Yeah. In college you have a little bit more time. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's see what else we got. Uh, let me grab a couple more texts than we, uh, we wanted. got a lot of texts. Yeah, you know, it's been a good morning. Good job, pile. Uh, see, Dylan, the good Broncos abs nuggets win. Great game for Nikola Jokic last night. Incredible game. 40 points, career best, 27 rebounds. The bad, the Patriots, the ugly people questioning the NFL with all the comebacks. Fixed. It's fixed. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, let's see. The Giants in the points last night. That's why they screwed the commanders. Robert, I thought I needed to give some background information about me before I criticize Mr. Young. Total ACL for me. The team has also chastised me in the past for my my pithy remarks. Eh, your words, not mine, Robert. And just to state that Mr. Young is soft, with, ex- with whose who, who, explanation would leave the team a great opportunity to dump me, dump on me. For I'm a manatee, and the team is the boat. Yeah, that's the risk you run. You know? Robert, you're texting in, and it's... I mean... You obviously no. I appreciate your service to our country. Yes, appreciate that immensely. I appreciate you're a P one guy. You participate a lot. We don't always agree with things you text in. I just think when you're criticizing somebody for for being soft, an NFL player for being soft, because he's he's had an ACL injury and he's not back yet. And you may not have used the words, but that's essentially that's what, what you were doing. Come on, that's what you were saying. That's exactly what you were saying. But yeah, that's risk you run. But you're you're some days some, some days, days you're, you're the, the bug, some days you're the wind. Exactly. Some days you're the ball, some days you're the bat. Yep. You never really know with us. It's how we wake up in the morning. <laughs> At least me. <laughs> Butchie. 
Fruita Girls beating top-ranked 5A team in the state. That was a really good win they had yeah. on Friday. Bad Patriots into game play. Ugly Chiefs defense. Oh, there's Butchie. There's Lou Holtz. Gosh darn it. Oh, gosh. That's- that second offense just went through us like We're a hot knife through butter. We're not going to be able to do anything this year. See, Butch, I told you I was going to stop doing Lou Holtz. Yeah. Die hard. The good. Oregon State getting the Pac-12 off to a good start in the bowl season. It's a really good win over Florida. Oregon State with uh, Doug Musgrave's son on the Oregon yeah. State team. John Boyer on that coaching staff. My buddy staff. Chris went to that game, and he's like, Florida sucks. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. When uh, Anthony Richardson yep. decides he's going to the draft. You're... That was in Raiderland, too, by the way. And there were fights in the stands. It oh, was... yeah. It was uh, not good. Some old dude got dropped, even though he wasn't part of the argument. It was <laughs> it was kind of nuts, apparently. Uh, also from uh, Die Hard, the bad Colorado School of Mines giving up 14 points in the final 40 seconds of the first half, along with any hope of a comeback in the second half. Just Ferris State was just so much bigger. Yeah. Ran the hell out of the football. Uh, the ugly Chandler Jones proving that sometimes not hustling downfield and chasing the play can provide huge dividends for your team. <laughs> That's I, true. I argued that for every sport I played. Hustle. Why? I'm going to be back here where the play <laughs> starts yeah, if I need to like be. Cherry picking at City Rec basketball. Yeah. Watch, watch Jacoby Myers throw that football yep. backward, and I'm going to be there to make the play. Just in case. That's an overthinker amongst people. That's a savvy vet. That's a yeah, savvy, savvy vet, vet move on the part of Chandler he Jones. Took, he took the Wednesday Veterans Day on the last play, and he's like, oh, wait, football. Wait, wait a minute, football for me? Then he spikes Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones spikes his head in the turf. Oh, from Jared, with all due respect to Robert, the commanders have millions of dollars invested into Chase Young, and the Army does not have that much money invested in a person going through basic training. Fair point. They're not. Maybe that's not all. Chase Young. Maybe it's a team going. Yeah, we don't. Our our doctors don't think you're ready yet. And normally, that's a very valid point. Any other 31 team in the league, 31 of the teams in the league, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they are taking the players' long-term health into consideration. But then it's the commanders. But then it's the commanders who <laughs> yeah. top to middle level really don't care about people yeah. so that's uh, got to be a run rivera call right i would i would think so all right let's uh, go through a recap of a busy high school sports weekend here that on the was. jim davis show jim and the buckeye boy today from the bozarth miller chevrolet buick studios let's start out with high school football you're going what high school football why well because the all-state teams were announced over the weekend in 4a Five Montrose Red Ox earned first-team recognition. Tori Ackerman, Blake Griffin, who will be back next year for Brett mm-hmm. Mertens, by the way. Uh, Demarion Lopez, Raul Rascone, and Jackson Tosi made the first team. On the 4A All-State second team, Fruit of Monroe Wildcats, Keen Bessert, who's, of course, going off to play at uh, Wisconsin, and Jaden Mitchell with the uh, fellow Wildcats, Luke Bennett and Corbin Rowell, getting honorable mention. Central's Cash Walker was also a 4A honorable mention selection. In 3A, Palisades Malachi Espinoza and Nicholas Moreno were named to the second team. Bulldog Tyler Hinton was a 3A honorable mention. In 2A, Delta Panthers, Isai Carrillo, Tucker Johnson, and Connor Workman, plus Rifles, uh, Javier Gonzalez earned uh, first-team nods. Delta's Gavin Brewer, Jose Olivas, Clay Sandridge, uh, also and Alex Ward were named to the second team. They were joined by Landon Clay. Had a really good year uh, 
filling as the quarterback for Ty Reed this past season. In 1A, North Forks, Malachi Deck and Hayden Moreno are named to the second team. Five Western Slope wrestlers won titles this past weekend's Warrior Classic at Central High School. Montrose defending 4A state champion, uh, 285-pound state champion, Damarian Lopez. Big weekend for Damarian yeah. with getting selected to the All-State team and also winning a Warrior Classic title. Florida Monument 157-pounder Dylan Chelowitzki, also Cedar Edge 120-pounder Ethan Heiss, Central 113-pounder J.P. Espinoza, and Delta 106-pounder Dawson Drozdick all claimed individual titles. Palisades 138-pound Keaton Young took second with Grand Junction's Amadeus Gourlay-Valise taking fifth at 120. Might be the, the name of the day Yeah, with Amadeus. Rock me. Amadeus on the maths this past weekend out at Central. But uh, Valise took fifth at 120. UNA Utah won the team title with the host Warriors second with Fruto Monument fourth. Palisade was 15th and Grand Junction took 25th. It was a good weekend for the District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team at the Farmington, New Mexico Christmas Clash. The Phoenix took second and the 55 team field behind Utah's top team in Westlake. District 51, 135 pound Apollonia Middleton and 190 pound Layla Casto uh, posted third place finishes for District 51. Fruto Monument girls basketball team came up short in the championship game at this past weekend's Palisade Winter Classic. The Wildcats fell to the top team in 4A with their 46-38 loss to Devlin with Addison Ayer leading Fruto with 17 points. She was selected to the all-tournament team the night before. They knocked off Meade, the top team in 5A. Wildcats head to the break at 7-2. Central beat Palisade 55-22 to win the uh, fifth-place game. Uh, to head into the holiday break at 6-2. and two. Warriors' Christina Manzanera scored 21 points to lead all scorers. The Bulldogs' Chloe Simons uh, paced 3-6 and six Palisade with 6 points. Delta beat Grand Junction to take the 7th place game. Fruno Monument won the 3rd place game in the boys' bracket, the Palisade Winter Classic. Wildcats defeated host Palisade 73-26 to to move to 8-1, and one, with Austin Reed scoring 18 for Fruta. The Bulldogs, the Bulldogs, Josh Sato led Palisade with eight points as they go into the uh, into the break at five and four. Grand Junction defeated Central fifty six forty two to take the fifth place game. Brett Whitek scored thirteen points for the four and five Tigers with the Warriors. Christian Miller scoring eleven points. Central six and three. Delta won the seventh place game with their win over Montezuma Cortez. Also, you had both Montrose basketball teams in action. Montrose Indian or Montrose Redhawk boys. Oop, there we go. Put a nickel in the jar. Montrose Redhawk boys, they are now 7-2. They lost to Kent Denver, 92-87. Caleb Ferguson with a huge game. He had 29 points in that one, 19 points from uh, Jackson Killen, and that one and 18 from uh, Jacob Hawks as Montrose loses to Kent Denver. And for the Montrose girls, they are now 8-1 in the season. They picked up the victory over Kent Denver. Steve Skiff's team winning 44-34. Some other high school news. To get to, former Fruto Monument baseball coach Gary Thomas will be inducted into the Colorado Dugout Club Coaches Association as part of their 2023 class. Thomas coached the Wildcats from 1972 to 1988 and won 300 games in 10 league titles. He passed away in 2016. The 2023 class also includes former CSU Pueblo coach Stan Sanchez. The induction ceremony set for January 14th at the Highlands Masonic Center in Denver. Uh, coach Thomas, a tremendous coach and teacher out at uh, Fruita Monument. And um, glad to see him being acknowledged by the uh, Colorado Dugout Club Coaches Association. All right, 923. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about what's going on with uh, Coach Prime and recruiting. Also, the Rockies make a move. Sadly, it's a move that involves a fan favorite going someplace else. So we'll get to that coming up in a moment. 
Still time to send us to, uh, in today your good, the bad, the ugly. Pile, I'm pleased. It's been a very good day today. Let's keep it rolling here with some text. Thoughts on the Broncos went over Arizona yesterday. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 927. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Okay, who is this? Alice Cooper. Okay, yeah, okay. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> oh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> I've just seen him the one time at Rock Jam. And yeah. and like when you play when you play the same song in your regular set and, and on the your encore, encore yeah. that's never good. I think it was schools out. He played schools out again. It's like why? But do you all the songs you have? Why do you have to play that one again? There was an article that came out this past fall about Alice Cooper and about how he's listening to more of his '80s stuff back, and he doesn't remember any of it because he was on <laughs> so much drugs. He's like, well, "This is some good stuff." I'm like, no, it's not. First of all, second, of no, all, it's, it's it's like, like poison. Some stuff like, like, whoa. Like, I don't remember any of this. Well, that makes sense. But he's been clean and sober for quite some time. Oh, for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. But yeah, the 80s were a uh, challenging period for him. Big baseball guy, Alice. Yeah, big Diamondbacks fan Mm -hmm. because he lives out in Arizona. Big golfer as well. Said, I remember one time reading, he gives golf a lot of credit for saving his life because, you know, going through rehab and everything, he had to find other outlets. Yeah. And golf turned out addiction. to be, yeah, and it and, turned out to golf, and turned turned to golf. So ended up being a a good thing for him. All right, so Deion Sanders coached in his final game at Jackson State, and now his focus, you know, after the loss to North Carolina Central in the Celebration Bowl, the focus is on Colorado on Sunday. Buffs got verbal commitments from West Virginia transfer Tajay Alston and three star linebacker prospect Kofi Taylor Brocks. Now, in the case of Alston, a guy that's been at the last four years at West Virginia, played in only three games, 2019-2020, because of injuries. Started 12 games in 2021, had 37 tackles, 5 sacks, 11 tackles for loss. This year, played in all 12 games, had 18 tackles, 3 sacks, and 3 tackles for loss. And so, he was also the teammate of Josh Chandler Samito, who transferred to CU last summer and led the buffs and tackles this past season. So those two former Mountaineer teammates will get back together. And as far as the other player, Kofi taylor Barracks, that, um, let's see, try to look where his numbers on, on number was on Barracks. Um, he was a linebacker. He's from England. So committed to Sanders and Jackson State September 29th decommitted on Saturday and uh, C's previous staff gave Taylor Brocks a scholarship over the summer. So he's had 10 scholarship offers, Michigan State, Mississippi, and West Virginia. He's the fifth prep player to commit to CU since Sanders was hired. So far he has 11 prep players committed 
at this point in time. And the international series is working for the NFL if they're getting apparently. a British bat linebacker for the Buffs, right? Yeah, apparently so. So, Travis Hunter, by the way, has entered the, the transfer portal to that last last night. Of course, mm-hmm. number one player in the 2022 class was going to go to Dion's alma mater, Florida State, got him to flip and got him to go to uh, Jackson State. Caught a touchdown pass in that game on Saturday. Yeah. And... Um, so they've been able to flip Dylan Edwards, who mentioned from Derby, Kansas, that was going to go to Notre Dame. Uh, also, four-star athlete Malachi Coleman from Lincoln, Nebraska East, top 100 player in 24-7 sports, was going to go to schedule a visit Michigan. Also, four-star athlete in South Carolina commit Vakari Swain of Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, three-star quarterback and Kansas commit Kaysen Weissman of Dugsville, Georgia, South Paulding, also three-star receiver Jacob Page of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, Blackman High School there. And so actually it's now 13, update that number, 13 commitments for Deion Sanders from as far as prep players go. Filling a lot of those oh, sorry, spots of... Sorry, 13, it's still 11, 13 commits moved on. Pardon me, that's those are the guys that moved on Buffs have 11, ranked 61st nationally right now. I uh, I had this as part of our good call, bad call. We were running short on time. We should stop using the word commit and any sort of variation when it comes to college football. Uh, momentarily agreeing yeah. about that. Agreed in principle. There we go. We'll get we'll get very legalese here. Yeah. He's agreed in principle mm-hmm. to, to come to the University of Colorado. And there's stories from recruits that the Buffs have called up and said, yeah, we don't want you here. And mm-hmm. and it's not painted in some ways a particularly flattering picture of, of Deion Sanders. But I, I think, look, most, most guys, most high school kids, they know that what they're getting into at the Division One level. It's a business. And sometimes you're going to you're going to find yourself on the wrong end of a business decision. It has nothing to do with you as a person or a player, but a new coach comes in and he's already got his guys that he wants. The guys that he feels like are are going to have, that have played for him, are going to have an immediate impact. Like Shadir Sanders. And there are people that, that are not happy that he already named him as, as QB1. Well, tell me who else is going to be QB1. Josh McCown Jr. or whatever his first name is. Or Owen, Owen, Owen McCown. Owen. Who's transferring, by the yeah. way. JT Shroud. We already saw what those guys can do. I just, the yeah. Combination we, of a singular win. Yeah. I, I, I just, to me, okay, there, there are people that are upset about that. How dare you already name his kid? Well, tell me, tell me who's going to come in and, and be, who's better than Shadir Sanders right now? Because all the busts to play quarterback the last three years have made fewer bowl games than Shadir Sanders this year. I mean, they, they haven't won. had a, a, a really good quarterback since Steven Montez. And that's now and even really good been a while. Is, eh, he was pretty good. He was good, yeah. Going to play. I saw he's going to be in the XFL. Hey. Which, you know, good, good. He was with uh, Washington for a little bit. Mm hmm. But, I mean, that's that's been it, though. And part of winning in college football is having outstanding quarterback play. And 
and Sanders brings that that to the table here. And so Dion now will have the chance to focus on on what you know what's going on with with recruiting for Colorado. And I, I just you know the young man that, that dropped the pass in the end zone, the tight end, how he handled that. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of good things about Dion Sanders. Are there negatives? The charter school thing that he had set up in Texas, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's been a lot of debate about his role in that and whether hinky stuff went on there. I, I just think that he does seem like as much as he can be very very self serving. Come on, he's a, he's a he's a big personality that's kind of self serving. Yeah, but I think there on some level is a guy that does care about about players. He has demonstrated that. And I still think that there's nothing but upside here in this whole thing. How long it lasts, I don't know. The last a couple of years, and he turns things around at Colorado and hopefully leaves it in better shape than when he got there, sensational. So we go from him to a guy that has invested 20-some years in the Buffs athletic department, and that's one Tad Boyle. Oh, yes. Congratulations to Tad Boyle. Yesterday, they got the win against Northern Colorado. He ties Sox Walseth for the most wins in University of Colorado men's basketball history. Buffs are now 7-5. And, five, and um, another big game for Tristan Da Silva. Career high 26 points. Buffs are now 7-5. and five. Are they going to get Tad Boyle with Deion Sanders? No, they're not. Deion's not they invested. They might get 7-5, though. They might. In a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. If that's the one thing you can get that's comparable to Tad Boyle, mm-hmm. you'll take that if you're Rick George and if you're a Colorado Buffaloes fan at this point in time. If you can get to the cusp of, at the time, whatever it's going to be, 12-team playoff, if you're knocking on the door like Tad is of March Madness seemingly every year, yeah, you should be able to take that. It will be easier to get in with 12 teams, absolutely, but... If you're there with, if you're part of the conversation, you should at least enjoy that for a few years. Now, if you're part of the conversation for 15 years and you don't ever get in, then you know what? Then maybe you need to make a change and do something else. But from one and eleven to, hey, you know, Colorado could have made it if this or this happened. That's going to be a huge jump. If he can get them to six wins, if he can make them competitive. In year one, make them fun to watch. What I kind of thought would happen with Jay Norvell mm-hmm. and did not. No, make them competitive, make them fun. If he can accomplish that, then he's he's on the right, he's heading in the right direction, taking over this Buffs football program. Uh, let's see, I think there's um, mentioned the Malachi Coleman kid. Uh, I think we got through most of the you know, most of the players that so far have committed to. Um, to Coach Prime moving forward. All right, 9.38, and let's go ahead and get to this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. I still think it's kind of goofy we call him Coach Prime, but I'm I'm learning to accept it. Hoops you have to jump through, right? I'm just learning to accept it. 1913 heavyweight champion Jack Johnson fights to a 10-round draw with battling Jim Johnson in Paris. So no relation, at least as far as I know, anyway. Be awkward if it was. 
brother on brother, Johnson on Johnson crime. Mm-hmm. 1917, the NHL begins play. Joe Malone of the Montreal Canadiens scores five goals and a 9-4 win over the Ottawa Senators. Harry Highland of the Montreal Wanderers scores five goals and a 10-9 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not a lot of defense uh, in year one of the NHL. Uh, 1943, Harry Lumley at 17 years and 38 days becomes the youngest goaltender in league history when he placed the Detroit Red Wings in a 6-2 loss to the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. 1948, just for you, Buckeye, early Christmas present, the Cleveland Browns complete an undefeated season, beating the Buffalo Bills 49-7 to in the AAFC yeah, championship game. Yeah, take that Jim game. Kelly or whoever played for the Bills at the time. 1948, Jim Kelly's not that old. They man. had to shut down that league because the Browns were kicking everybody's butt. <laughs> Break it up. Played four years, Browns won all four championships, so there you go. 1976, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Colts 40-14 to in an AFC playoff game. Ten minutes after the game, Donald Croner, a former charter pilot, crashes a rented low-wing Piper Cherokee into the upper deck of Memorial Stadium. No one is seriously hurt as most of the capacity crowd of 60,000-plus left the one-sided contest early or heading down the exit ramps. One time where a blowout saved some lives, apparently, in that case. And uh, 1987, Boston and St. Louis combined for the fastest two goals in NHL history. Ken Linsman puts the Bruins ahead 6-5 to five with 10 seconds left in the third period. Doug Gilmore of Boston wins the faceoff and shoots the puck into an empty net two seconds later to wrap up a 7-5 win over the Blues at Boston Garden. That's this day in sports history. All right, coming up, I'll bring that interview with uh, Latavius Murray. Yesterday, the Broncos running back 130 yards and a touchdown with the Denver win. We'll have that. Still time to get your text in today for the good, the bad, the ugly on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. All right, Taylor, let's go. We got a place to meet. It's Christmas time. Let's roll. Shen is delivering a sleigh full of TDs, dunks, and slap shots this month on the team. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from us here on the Jim Davis Show. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today. All right, it's good, the bad, the ugly. Robert's got another text. Did I hear that correctly? A football player is more valuable than a U.S. Army soldier, a U.S. Navy sailor, or a U.S. Marine. Please ask that texter if football would ever exist if it wasn't for our great and grand United States military protecting us from the bad guys. First off, Robert, that's not what he said. But I do love the jump to the anti-American... Uh, you love football more than the military. That's not at all what he said. What Here's what Jared wrote. With all due respect to Robert, the commanders have millions of dollars invested into Chase Young, and the Army does not have that much money invested in a person going through basic training, especially 40, 40 years ago? 40 some years ago. He's not saying that Chase Young's more valuable, but he's saying that the money they have in terms of his salary. Yeah. In terms of the medical care that they're providing him, that they've got more money invested in him, doesn't make him more valuable. Just saying that 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 entity, the Washington Commanders, they have significant financial significant financial commitment to that individual. Jared never said he's more valuable. So let's let's get that straight. Yes, we. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Yes. 
we greatly respect and appreciate our servicemen and women, those that have served, veterans like yourself, Robert, and mm-hmm. others. So let's let's not put words into Jared's mouth, or the, or that Jared did not type, because that's not what he typed. Now your comparison with your ACL injury and Chase Young, and you can now backtrack and say you weren't saying he was soft, but that's what you were saying. Come on, yeah, Robert. Pretty much, yeah. He has more than an ACL injury. That Chase Young also sustained a patellar tendon rupture, and. A looking at this here, there was an article on the commanders, one of their, one of their blogs, mm-hmm. about the the injury that it goes beyond just an ACL tear. Yeah, that that patellar tendon rupture, that it's a a very difficult injury to to overcome. And while we're lot, having, and he has an ACL. Yeah. And while we're having fun with wild, baseless assumptions and you know false equivalencies. Robert didn't play in any NFL games that year either. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. saying. I'm not saying. But Robert, when he hurt his ACL, didn't play in any NFL games that season either. So, you know, malingerer guy? I don't know. Just kidding. No, but just, you know what I mean? The, the, the patellar tendon is the tendon that attaches the kneecap to your shin. Essentially, it pulls I down hear, the shin anytime you want to walk or anything. It's a weird combination, according to the sports mm-hmm medicine's doctor sports medicine doctor that this article includes an interview with him it's a weird combination of tearing that in the acl at the same time from my basic knowledge mainly through the song head shoulders knees and toes the the tendon is pretty important the leg bones connected to the knee bone (laughs) that's how i hear that's pretty important typical acl recovery minimum of nine months up to 12 months of rehab without setbacks and that's just the ACL. But the patellar tendon, you need four to six weeks of allowing it to heal before you can start pushing it. You can't do both at the same time because it, it works mm-hmm. against each other. I'd like his thoughts on Russell Wilson not playing because he got a boo-boo on his noggin. Right? I'm just, I mean, just, if he's going to yeah. go after Chase Young like this, Russell Wilson just got a goose egg and didn't play. That's kind of soft, isn't it? Yeah, I just... In relation. So, Robert... He did not have the same injury that you had. As far as we know. As far as we know. You, you, the, I mean, the ACL, Robert said an ACL. Yeah, okay. But the patellar tendon, tendon thing makes that makes that a different... Unless right. you're... Is your you know, boss also Dan Snyder? <laughs> I mean, you gotta... That's I'm part just, injury, too. I'm, I'm just saying that what you went through and what he's gone through are, are different... Are different medical situations yeah. his quarterback's carson wentz i'd sit to your team. yeah just kidding carson's actually right and robert has again, some good numbers we appreciate you texting in but if you're going to text in things like that we're, we're going to say well wait a minute okay hold on hold on yeah that's we, we appreciate your dedication to our country to serve mm-hmm. but to also have that injury and come back and and yeah. be able to to go through basic training I applaud you, sir, for that. Yeah, for me, it just cut my leg off. But I'm also well, not calling other people soft. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to call out Chase Young and say he's soft when he hasn't made it back to the football field yet. The patellar injury complicates things, and and hopefully he'll be back on the football field. But I'm not going to call Chase Young a soft guy. Right. Just not going to do that. All right. And uh, then go with the when people say NFL players have more money invested in them than. An individual recruit forty years ago, not go with the whole 
you hate America. And because that's Jared wasn't saying that. No, and Jared was another text again with all. All due respect to Robert, I greatly appreciate his service to our country. I never said it was a value thing. It's a monetary thing, and that's that. Thank Absolutely. you for your service, Robert. So, come on, Jared's not he's, he's not saying that Chase Young's more valuable than somebody in the yeah. United States military. Jared, firmly on the good dude list. He wouldn't do that. P1 guy. Jared's a super P1 guy. It's not that kind of guy. Yeah. So. Until he texts and pisses me off, then he's, you know, <laughs> it'll happen. But then, it happens to everybody. But then, but then that's... That's so the, time, times the I find that the beast. At times I find that quite amusing. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Uh, before we get to garbage time, a Rocky fan favorite is no longer a Rocky. Outfielder Chris Bryant? First, no. Oh. Outfielder first baseman, Connor Joe. He gone. Traded to Pittsburgh for minor league right-handed starting pitcher Nick Garcia. That sounds about right. Connor spent the last two seasons with the Rockies. Went from being a utility player to everyday leadoff hitter by the Start of the season, but then second half, it was not good for Connor. Played sparingly. Slash line of 139, 209, 266 after the All-Star break. So he started to get a lot of playing time. Great because well, st- of the other guy, right? The other fan favorite. What was his name? Uh, Winton Bernard. That's right, Winton Bernard. Who's also not on this team going forward. And, and Connor's story is a great story. The testicular cancer survivor mm-hmm. do- diagnosed in March of 2020. Uh, declared cancer-free after he underwent chemotherapy. Finished last season, 238, 338, 359, slash, seven home runs, 28 ribbies, 56 runs scored. And so he's going back to the team that actually drafted him in 2014. So now we got to figure out a nickname for the team going forward. Is it Chris and the kids or Charlie and the children? <laughs> Charlie and the who in the hell is that yeah. factory? Charlie Who the hell's that guy? Charlie and the when is Chris Bryant going to play team? Uh, Can we get him north of 200 plate appearances maybe yeah. at some point? But, I mean, that that's that's what we're in for the Rockies right now. That's mm-hmm. th- Those are the those are the moves. They're going to get them back into contention for the playoffs. Uh, okay. Let's wrap it up with some garbage time, shall we? Let's, hop, let's open the lid, hop in. Yep. Waller around like pigs in slop. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right. It was a bad day yesterday for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. It was a really <laughs> bad day. Yeah. That, um, now, of course, there was the, now the, the play before in regulation uh-huh. where Jacoby Myers throws it backwards and Chandler Jones picks it off and takes it in for a Raider touchdown. Patriots and Raiders were tied with 24, three seconds left. New England called for a draw. Ramondi Stevenson ran for a nice game for pitching the ball to Jacoby Myers and then threw the lateral to the wrong team, costing New England the game. And so why bother with a play not designed to score on rather just try? Why did they try a Hail Mary? Why didn't they throw the Hail Mary in that case? Uh Why did they try to do that? Yeah, it's kind of what everybody's thinking. So... The question was asked to Belichick, why didn't you just try to throw a Hail Mary? Why, why'd you do that play? Which, if they just don't try to lateral the football mm-hmm. and go Cal Stanford, they would have been playing in overtime. They might have won. Yeah. Here's the response by Bill Belichick of why Mac Jones just didn't throw up a Hail Mary. See what, what would happen. Couldn't throw it that far. 
Well, that could also be applied to Jacoby so, Myers. So the Pats have the ball at their 45. So Mac Jones can't throw the ball 55 to 60 yards. He's an NFL quarterback. I mean, I, I get it. He's not Elway in his prime yeah. or something. He could throw it 150 miles. Right. But he can't throw the ball that far. Good good job on the throwing your quarterback under the bus. At least you could throw him that far. Or, yeah, I... Oh, that's funny. I don't have a problem with what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of run a play and Stevenson breaks it. But just, just go down. Your, just go down. In that case, okay, Jacoby Myers, stop it. Yeah, just go down. Just go down and and go to overtime and try to mm-hmm. win it there. One of my favorite things about Deion Sanders is he's refreshingly honest, right? And this whole thing about favorite kids i don't have a favorite kid no not at all that's we all know that's a lie that's a big lie coach primes december kids ranking number five is shalomi number four is shiloh number three shadur number two deandra number one for december Deion sanders jr are these rankings he's released this is at Deion sanders (laughs) on twitter my december kids rankings Put out this morning, 20 minutes ago. My kid rankings, it was always depends on the week. <laughs> depends on the day. Depends on who stock did their chores. Up, stock down with Nick and Rachel week to week. That's our show. Back tomorrow.